In 2019, a movie came out titled Jojo Rabbit. It's a World War II set film where young Jojo Bixler is essentially a 10-year-old boy brainwashed with Nazi propaganda, wants to grow up to be the greatest Nazi soldier, and in it he has an imaginary Hitler as a friend. It's all very satirical and tongue-in-cheek. However, it paints very vivid lessons. I'm not going to give the movie away. There's moments of heartache, moments of comedy, moments of triumph, understanding. It really is an incredibly well-done movie with some great lessons in it. However, the movie ends with a quote on the screen. It says, Let everything happen to you, beauty and terror. Just keep going. No feeling is final. And that's where we're at right now. We're definitely in a moment that isn't beauty as a society or as a world. It's more a moment of terror, if you will. But we got to keep going. And that's what our program is doing. It's what our athletes are doing. It's what many people around the world are doing. We're keeping on. Welcome back to the next episode of Tracking the Trojans. In just five short days, we will be at exactly one month since our last podcast. Now, if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, I recorded it literally driving home from the university after we got back from what was to be our first meet of the season, which got canceled two events in as the NCAA, the Great Midwest Athletic Conference, and the university had determined that it was time for our season at least in the meantime, to be done. It's been an interesting month since then. I think everyone can acknowledge the fact that life has been very different, whatever our lives look like before. They definitely aren't the same at this point. I know, uh, as for our program and our team, we should be two days away from traveling to Memphis for one of our favorite meets, kind of as a group, the Road 7-Way Meet, where it's it's us and six other Division Two or Division Three teams uh, competing over the course of one day. We always love making that trip. It either ended with a small pizza for everyone on the bus and a good time, or a trip to Central Barbecue. And that is most definitely not what we're doing this weekend. Since recording that podcast, I've really only gotten the chance to see three athletes over the course of the one day I've been back on campus, which is crazy to think about only having been to campus once in the past month to just do some office work, have a meeting, and try to wrap things up as best as possible. It's really surreal to not have that constant setting anymore, and I think a lot of us are making those adjustments as well. As a program, as a, as a group, we have tried through voluntary workouts to keep things going, stay motivated. We've filled some of the training that has been put out there for some of the athletes with uh, time trials and various uh, things meant to simulate what a season might look like. Putting some time trials on Saturdays and just kind of seeing where everyone is at. Um, Some of our uh, distance-focused athletes have considered maybe being in shape for an early summer half marathon that they could jump into just to just to get out and kind of give them something to focus towards that wasn't six months away like the cross-country season was at the start of this. Um, and I think they would all acknowledge that's been pretty tough. 
I think anyone that has ever trained or worked for anything, typically you like having that goal out there. And I think for a lot of our group, that goal's kind of disappeared. And, and beyond that, one of the biggest things that we're asking of our athletes right now is to uh, commit to social distancing. And that includes their training. We want to help be part of the solution. And so having groups of three, four, five, six people running together um, on a path or on trails or out on the road isn't really accomplishing that. And if you've ever run or trained for anything or run any distance, whether it's a mile or 15 miles, it can be it can be quite lonely. And so I think that's presented a unique challenge to our group. We have been able to connect once so far via Zoom conference call as a full team. And we did the men's team and the women's team. And it, it was great. One of my favorite things about that was the women's team. Um, we wrapped up the business that we had to wrap up in about 20 minutes and they had had some time left in the call and I said hey uh, if you guys want to just sit and connect for a while I'm going to walk away and knock out some things here at the house but I'll, I'll keep the meeting going and I, I essentially had to ask them to wrap it up so that we can move on to the men's meeting which was after theirs and so it was great seeing them want to connect with each other and want to be able to share experiences whether it be with running or what life has looked like since the beginning of the whole COVID-19 mess, if you will. And uh, it was great to see that connection. The guys had a good meeting as well. Uh, we talked a lot of training, answered some questions, just kind of was able to check in and see how everyone was doing. It was just good to hear from everyone. You know, I think we often take for granted, uh, potentially as coaches, um, what it's like to have office hours with our athletes just regularly streaming through whether it's just sit on the couch for 10 or 15 minutes and check their texts between class or, or, you know, if I have a soccer match on the TV in the office or the news or something, they'll just sit down and veg out for a couple minutes. And, and that's all gone. That's just part of that normalcy that we're used to having. That's no longer there. And I think that call really set that off for me. Now there's been constant communication with the athletes. I would say I average hearing from everyone six to seven times uh, a, a day, not from the entire team, but six or seven different people each day, whether they're asking uh, questions about uh, online classes, difficulties they might be having, uh, the training, uh, which we're going to get to training in depth here in just a second, kind of what we're doing next as a program, but or just checking in on each other, which has been great to see that from our group. And I think everyone seems to be handling it fairly well. Um, as far as not being on campus and, and being able to do their online classes, I think I've seen a lot of encouraging things from everyone. And, and I think everyone is staying disciplined now, you know, here in about a month when grades come out, we'll see how that's really gone. But I think that's a great thing about being a group of runners is knowing that that kind of self-discipline that is necessary for something this new and this sudden, it, it's kind of there. And I think at this point, several weeks into online classes, I think everyone's starting to find their rhythm and they're less than a month away from finals. So hopefully they can wrap this up and then move on. And one of the big things that we talked about in our conference call and probably the biggest focus I have for our team at this moment, and this is something that our pastor kind of encouraged us to do through this time, is to take about 30 minutes a day where they're just silent. Now, whether that's their time they spend reading a Bible or praying 
it could just be reflecting, but 30 minutes to sit and process what this time makes them feel, where they're at as people, where they're at as athletes, so they can begin to have words to describe what it is that they have experienced. Uh, They can describe the emotions and feelings that are attached to it, so that as we get deeper into this and the self-reflection gets us to a point where we're ready to talk about it, they're prepared to understand how to interact with those feelings. Um, what does this all mean? What do I do about a semester lost with my friends? What do I do about a potential semester of athletics over with? We have several seniors that are going to come back and, and take the NCAA up on their offer of getting their next season back, but we have some that aren't. We have you know, Micah Smart is moving on into PT school, which we are so excited for. But if you're familiar with PT school, they, they, they wait for no one. And he needs to jump on that opportunity. And uh, Kristen Compton is going on to the Navy. And we're excited for that. But we're also sad that we don't get that chance to see the end of their senior uh, campaigns, which when you think about it for all sports, the end of a senior campaign isn't the end of just that one season or three or four months of work. That is the end of a process that, that for some of these athletes began their junior year of high school. You're thinking six years worth of work, whether it's the beginning of the recruiting process and the training. I know we, we look at you know Micah Smart, who we mentioned is, is a great example, who came into us having not run a sub-18 5K having never never broken five for the mile. And last year, he, he went under 16 for the 5K. He ran a 421 split in a DMR. I mean, this senior outdoor season was going to be something fantastic. And so what we've encouraged them to do is to take that time to process what they're going through, almost like it's a workout. And that's one thing I hope that they're committing to doing. And, and not even just taking their runs to think about that, but to take just time outside of their runs, where they're just silent, whether they're uh, meeting with the Lord through scripture and prayer, or just silently reflecting on all that is going on. Um, That's truly the hard work that I think they really need to get done, and all of us really need to kind of push through and pursue. And I think it's going to bring us back as a very mature group uh, in the fall, where we can really discuss how things have been and where we're at as a team, where we're at as individuals in the group. And I think if we're prepared to have those discussions um, by taking the time now to think about it, the group will be in a great place. That moves us on to training. What does training look like for a track and or cross-country program uh, in the middle of uh, a, a quarantine where there's no season, no championships, nothing on the horizon, varying rules from the NCAA about Volunteer workouts, required workouts, what you can and cannot do. Well, we're still in a period of everything that's a workout is more or less a volunteer. Athletes can ask us for things. We can give them to them. Um, Hopefully that period is going to be ending uh, soon, but no guarantees on that. So I took a look at our last few weeks of training, requested training from our group. Uh, You know, obviously none of it was required, but athletes that were running were logging everything. And... The more I looked at it, the more I saw we had uh, members of our group who, you know, if they were in the middle of the season, an ache or a pain probably would have been able to have gotten through constant help from our athletic trainers, being able to go in and regularly get treatment every day, whether it's icing, massage, or all the great things our athletic trainers do. Um, That was bugging them more than I think normally it would. 
uh, workouts were insanely hard. Now, this is the part of the season where we're really grinding it out in some of our workouts. Um, but you have a team with you. You have a coach with you. Coach is running that watch, holding you accountable. Um, even if you're feeling rough on a day when you get out to practice and you have your team and your coach is present, you're going to push and try and find what is being asked of you. It's really, really hard to do that by yourself. And a lot of our athletes don't even have a track to get to right now. Most are all locked down with good reason. Uh, we had one of our athletes, Grace Pulliam, tried to go and do a track workout. She found a track. I think from the video she posted, it almost looked like one of those old concrete tracks. But even that track had these massive puddles on it. So she was just running back and forth down a straightaway trying to get her workout in. When I say we have dedicated people, we've got some dedicated people. But it's just some of the obstacles that they've been trying to overcome. So I sat back and take a look, took a look at everything and decided that even with potential CARA activities, countable athletic-related activities on the horizon, we should just kind of pull back and for our cross-country athletes begin to look towards the fall. How are we going to build up our mileage base? And for the track athletes, the sprints and jumps and throws guys, let's give our muscles a rest. Let's take some time to ease off the gas, potentially a little bit. Um, not required for all. Of course, nothing is required at this point. But as far as me running workouts, there's only about four athletes who are running some mileage right now, and that's because they're coming back from injury. And so that's where we're kind of at right now as a program across the board is, is kind of a time of rest, recuperation. Let's focus on our classes. Let's start thinking about the fall. And we'll go from there. And so we're hoping to, if we start up with our volunteer, still volunteer, mileage here in about a week and a half or so, we will gain a full month of base training on next year. Typically, we don't start the volunteer summer programs until two weeks after the conference meet. That's when they start trying to hit their mileage goals for the summer that lead into the fall. Well, right now, if we come back after the two weeks that we put in place over this weekend, we will be in mid-April as opposed to mid-May. And that gives us time to responsibly build up our group and have them incredibly fit coming into the fall. And we say that looking forward with hope. That's one of the big things we talked to the team about. It was asked, well, what about the fall? What if, what if, what if things aren't better by then? At this point, we are moving forward as a group like there is a fall. Like we will be racing the Belmont opener the first first Friday in September. That's our plan, and we're I'm putting it on my calendar, and I hope the group is as well. We plan on starting that first Friday in September, pushing hard and pushing through all the way to the regional meet and beyond even, maybe next year. We always have that hope. But for us, there will be a fall season in our minds, and that's how we're operating. And I think that's good for our group to think about. It keeps them from easing off the gas at all when it comes to training and development. And that's where we're at. So my big hope, my big prayer for our group right now is that they are processing this time of difficulty. Uh, one of uh, my colleagues, uh, one of my fellow coaches at Treveca, uh, on, on a coach's call last week, just talked about how the heaviness of the moment, it comes and it goes. And I know for me personally, the heaviness of the moment takes on different forms. I think about my children, the experiences they're missing out at school and with friends and with band trips they were supposed to go on, and my, my son's first school track season that he's not going to get to have right now. Um, I think about the heaviness of that. I think about the heaviness of 
well, right now, my wife and I can't go out a whole bunch <laughs> because we're at home. There's nowhere to go. And we're supposed to stay home. Uh, I think about the heaviness of all my athletes and what they are missing out on this season, whether it's just being with their friends in the college setting, whether it's competing, whether it's the difficulties their families might be facing economically. That's heavy. And there's also the heaviness of just thinking about what this is doing to the society as a whole. There's a lot of heavy going on. And so my hope and my prayer for our group is that they are prepared to interact with that heaviness, to be mentally strong and emotionally willing to express how it makes them feel and be able to lean on one another, to text each other, and to work through these things. And I think we do that, we're going to come back a really strong, really excited team in the fall and ready uh, to be there for each other and to compete hard with each other um, and other teams. And so that's what we're hoping to see happen. Really hope you guys have enjoyed this episode of Tracking the Trojans. I know we might have a few people listening who don't uh, traditionally listen to the podcast. If you're just jonesing for sports, I encourage you to go back and look through a lot of our previous podcasts from the fall um, and the one I posted right as this started. And then what I'm currently compiling right now is race recaps of all the races that we missed um, kind of after the end of September delving into those much of like five to six minute shorts where we go back in and we recap those that way our athletes can have those and it's just more content that we have for you guys to fall back on to hear how the pro how the season went and where we're hoping to go moving forward look for those here in the near future look for other podcasts talking about recruiting classes as well as our fall schedule there's a lot coming we're hoping to put out more stuff soon thank you for listening to this episode of Tracking the Trojans.